inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. Alrighty, guys. Um, welcome to the Keaton Nelson Show. Today, I have a very special guest, Bridget Sobitz. It's Sobitz? Or is it? Yes. Sobitz. You said, you said it perfectly. Perfect. And I, she's a master at NLP, master at hypnosis, and like a bunch of other things, but I'm mostly interested in those things. But I'm so excited to have you on the show. I have a million questions, and I think that our listeners are going to love, love this episode. So thank you so much for being on here today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Woo. Yeah. So um, for our listeners who don't know, and I really like probably couldn't explain it myself. Could you say what is NLP? If you had to just like maybe explain it to like a fifth grader, what would you say? Yeah. So, I mean, the long, the long name is neuro-linguistic programming. Mm-hmm. However, what it does is it supports reprogramming the mind at a conscious and unconscious level. Through words, right? Or am I just wrong? Like, Wait, say that again? It's just through words, right? Yes. It's through words, through communication, language. Um, there's also, so there's two types of things. So I, I'm an NLP practitioner and then I'm an NLP coach okay. as well. And um, there's also different techniques that can support people on changing their habits, the behaviors, the way they think letting go of negative thoughts and emotions um, at an instant, Um, especially in the unconscious mind. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, I remember, um, I think it was Tony Robbins. I listened to one of his things Mm -hmm. and he tells a story about he went, he went for like NLP training and then he like, he learned so much in like, I think it was like the first like two lessons or something like that. And he's like, I have to go out and teach people this or like go help, not even teach. I either have to go out and help people with this knowledge that I now have. And they're like, no, you can't do that until like you're licensed or whatever. And he's like, screw that. And they kicked him out or something like that. Um, I just read that story. It's so interesting. <laughs> and then, then he like, he met someone at like a, a hotel room uh, for him to help the guy quit smoking. Mm-hmm. So this story is crazy. I won't go into the whole thing for Tony Robbins, yeah. but it's like he like went and bought like cartons of cigarettes and made him chain smoke it and had to do something like he would yell at him while he was smoking and then got really, really nice when he made the decision. Look at my cats over here. Look at them. Um, What's your cap tape? Uh, blue. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and then he was like really nice to him when he made the decision to stop that he didn't want to smoke anymore. Like when he verbally said it. And he never smoked again or something, but it, very, very interesting stuff. Like, so other than helping someone quit smoking, what's like some other like really cool things that MP can do? Ooh, don't eat that though. Definitely change, change unwanted behaviors. Um, it supports with building rapport, helping with negotiation skills. Um, another thing that I love and I teach as well is called timeline therapy. And it works um, brilliantly with NLP work, Um, but timeline therapy, it really helps somebody let go of limiting beliefs such as main ones, mainstream ones can have a tendency to be like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. They're not going to like me. Yeah. Um, It helps let go of those um, limiting beliefs and thoughts and helps uh, reframe somebody 
to have positive thinking and go after what they want. And then also with letting go of negative emotions, uh, especially like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. Um, like that, those emotions that on many people have a tendency to build up over time. So if I can give you an example too, like, you, you know, years ago, pre- previous to doing this work with my unconscious mind, I would let, even though I look like I'm a really happy and joyful person, but when I would get angry about something, it would be like the anger would be like stacking on top of each other. Mm. And then if I told you a story, I'll just give it like an example. Like I got, I got separated and divorced in 2010 and it was a pretty devastating two years. And if I talked to you about it, it would be like, I would be reliving all the anger and negative emotions all over again. And it would be carrying around with me like a ball and chain. And now I can just talk about my divorce. Like it was just a story or something that happened to me. Like I've been able to release those negative emotions. And now when I get angry or sad, it's, I get, it's like for five minutes and then I get the lesson and I move on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know a lot of times emotion, people get very emotional. So emotions have a tendency to be a ball and chain on people. And then they're driven, their decisions are starting to be driven by their emotions, especially the negative ones like guilt and fear. Mm. That's cool. Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's really, really interesting. Um, and of course everyone's, you know, we're all human and emotions drive us a lot. Um, you know, I try to like allow my emotions to subside before I make decisions, but sometimes mm-hmm. making emotional decisions is like, leads to very bad decisions or bad outcomes because of those decisions. Um, I'm interested to see, like, um, let's say, just out of curiosity, if I were to become a client, like, what were some some things that, like, we would work on together? Or, like, what's some, like, how would you get to know what you you needed to fix within me? Like, almost like a therapist, but not a therapist? Yeah. Well, I would definitely ask a lot of questions. Sure. About your personal history. So I, I do a deep dive. So I'll do a complimentary session with somebody mm-hmm. asking them, okay, so what are your blocks? What are, what are the things that you're working on? What are the biggest frustrations? We what's, give, what's getting we, in your way of getting what you mm-hmm. want? I don't want to overset the bounds, but I think it'd be really, really interesting for the listeners. And it's good for me because I want to be more open with people and, okay. stuff and vulnerable. Um, if it gets too much, I'll let you know. But, and then at the same time, if you're like, no, I don't want to do this on camera or I don't want to do this on podcast, that's totally fine too. But I think it'd be really, really interesting. Even if we just got a little taste of it, of like what, how we would discover it. Is that, okay. is that okay? Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you ask the questions, I'll answer as honestly as I possibly can. That's awesome. I love it. Sweet. Well, just even if you could just share with me, like in your business, what, sure. what what is the main thing that you want me to know? Do you want to work? Do you want to focus on business or personal life? Let me ask you that question. First. Ooh, let's do let's do business right now, oh. and then yeah, I might have to have you come back on and we'll do personal life or something. Like this All is right, really cool. cool. I love this. Yeah, let's do business. All right. So, what is what are some key things that you want me to know about your business? Um, that. Um, as a leader, I want to be a better leader. I don't think I'm a bad leader, but I think there's a lot of room for improvement to be like an amazing leader. 
um, and decision making, beginning becoming a better decision maker for um, my business and my employees. Um, and then I have a goal of reaching $500,000 in revenue this year. Um, and just based off the, the last five months or so, we're, we're not on track to do that, but we could, right? Um, we're a little bit over... Hmm. Yeah, so I, I want to reach that goal. And then... Yeah, I don't know what else to get into because I'm like, as far as like, should I go into blocks that are happening for me or should I talk about like, just like anything about the business? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you want, you're looking to be a better leader. Mm -hmm. You're a better decision maker. Your goal Mm -hmm. at the end of the year is to get um, 500K in revenue. Mm -hmm. Um, You're currently a little bit off track on that, but you know, it's possible. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So what are some of your biggest frustrations that you're having right now? Um, I, you know, I just had the realization that it's kind of like gardening for me, right? Like you plant a carrot seed and then if you look at it tomorrow and it doesn't grow and you're frustrated, so you dig it up and plant it somewhere else and it restarts the process over and over and over again. I think I'm impatient quite a bit. Like that's been really frustrating for me is like I create a new service and I know the service is so good. I've actually tested it with some people. It's gotten amazing results, like better results than any other service we ever offered. And I'm so excited to tell the world about it. And then I tell a few people and people take time to make decisions to sign up for things like this. And um, I just want like, I want a hundred thousand dollars a month of revenue from this tomorrow. Um, but there's a gestational period that's causing some frustration for me. Okay. Gotcha. What are some, what are some other frustrations? Any others? Um, I think that, I think sometimes with my, uh, employees that, um, and it's not right for me to, um, expect this of them because it's not their business, but I, that the same enthusiasm and um, kind of vision, I, I think I have a good job. I do a good job of selling the vision to them, but sometimes what they think is possible and what I think is possible are completely different things. And I might be just delusional, but like <laughs> I've also done some things that seem delusional to people and made it happen. So, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So what's something, you know, your business needs right now? Hmm. Um, we're in the process of with this new service that we just added, we're in the process of trying to create two different divisions of the business. But right now everything's all in one bucket, which is like really kind of difficult. So we need to hire someone else to manage this other side and get anyone who should be on the original, the first service offering on that side and keep it completely separate um, just so that it can work, run better. So that's one thing that really needs to happen with the business. Okay. And what do you think that you need as a leader? What do I need as a leader? Uh, I think I need a really, really, really good number two, I think. 
and patience. if it was what about like I don't, like when you say number two you mean like another person yeah yeah i think yeah i i need like another so i'm like the visionary i need someone yeah. to be the implementer type of thing so let, let me just like if i can just what do you believe you let, let's say like it's just you right it's just me okay so what do you believe you need as a as a leader Patience. Without hiring that that other two or anything, what would be next in your development for your decision making for you to be a better leader? What is something that you know you need? Yeah, I think it's patience, perspective. Yeah, those are those are the two words that come to me. Perspective is a big one. Okay, get, can you give me some more insight on what you mean by perspective? I yeah, I think. There's a story that uh, one of my mentors talks about. It's called the story of the fly. It's really simple, right? So imagine you have a window that's cracked open and a fly comes in and then they are on the glass and they keep pounding their face into the glass to try and get back outside. But if they just change their perspective and backed up a little bit, they would see the hole, the opening that's cracked mm-hmm. at the bottom and they can just fly right out of it. Like I need perspective instead of just slamming my face into the glass over and over again um because i you know i'm hanging out with people that i mean they would go out of business if they were only doing 100 grand a month you know um and the way they think about things and there's not really much different between us as like we're both human we like they're not any smarter than i am or anyone else i know um it's just how they think about things and their perspective on things is way different. Um, gotcha. So I love the quote by Wayne Dyer. Uh, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So you get impatient with things. You feel like you, you're playing when you plant your seeds in your garden, it's like you're wait, you, you think that it should grow like the next day. Yeah. So you're feeling impatient. <laughs> yes. You tell a few people about it. You're you feel like you keep ripping your garden out because uh, because your impatience takes over and mm-hmm. you're looking. You ultimately you you believe to change perspective on things is going to support you as a leader so that you can move to the next level and basically go under the get out of the window under the other side. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Okay. All right. So what would be possible for you if, if all that happened? Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, things financially, right? Um, financially, I mean, like freedom wise, right? Uh, I wouldn't have to make decisions based off of finances. Um, it's definitely a lot better than it has been in my past, but like as of right now, but in the future, if all those things worked out and I was, you know, crushing it and, I could go fly to California with my daughter to go visit her uncle, my brother this weekend. Cause I felt like it, yeah. you know what I mean? And on a, on a private jet, because it's, it's easy and comfortable. Um, I could, I could help people in ways that, um, you know, I think when people say like money doesn't buy happiness or whatever, but it does buy like comfortable, not security it provides security, right? Like, so if I had an extra 10 grand to go give to my mother or my sister or whoever, um, it would make an impact on their lives. 
Sure, it's like giving a man a fish and rather than teaching them the fish. Sure. Yeah. But it's still impactful, right? Um, so things like that would be possible. Um, donating to charities would be possible. And I know I'm on podcasts. I sound like I'm like this big hoo But I'd probably go buy a nice car too for myself. Mm-hmm. I would um, make sure, you know, um, I would definitely allow... Um, my my fiance to work when she wanted to work and just let her know that it's you know you're doing this because you want to do it not because you have to or in any shape way shape or form she's a nurse so she thinks she would like to keep working because she likes helping people but she does get frustrated from time to time and it'd be nice for her to know that she could just take a month off and nothing would go wrong uh financially and then um i think i would be more confident Two, I think confidence comes with experience sometimes and having that experience and perspective, I would have, I would hold myself walk. I'd probably walk taller. I would uh, think about my time differently and, and, and value it differently. Um, yeah. These are the things that come to mind. Um, I would be able to pay my employees what they're really worth in my eyes. That's really important to me. Um, there's a story about a guy who paid all his employees like 70 grand or more just because it would give them a, like a standard of living. And I really, really want to make that my base salary for any of my employees. Every one of them. So yeah, that's important to me. That's awesome. So ultimately what I'm hearing is financial freedom. Yeah, big time. Playing with your daughter and to donate to causes give your employees the salaries of I'm hearing a minimum of 70 K a year mm-hmm. so they can live good lives. And you would buy nice things for yourself. I would like, like an, what kind of car? Um, I definitely would get um, a, a Tesla. Um, it's not the model three the model three is the cheap one. It's the other one. Um, I want the fancy one. I, I had it printed out in my vision board, but my son drew all over it. But it's uh, uh, yeah, it's a black one, white interior with a little um, sunroof. Self driving. I really want it for self driving. I think that's just so cool. Um, and then I want a Maserati too. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So cool. Those are some pretty awesome visions. So my ultimate question is: Are you willing to do the work to get what you want? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, so with that being said, for you to get all that financial freedom and let go of, you know, your frustrations and go from impatient to patience and allowing yourself to have new perspectives. I mean, I would definitely do an, an eight hour breakthrough session. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like, well, this is the thing about my, no, 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 I love it. This is great. Keep going. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I've been a coach for over a decade and I started my coaching practice. Um, I was a hair backstory. I used to, I was, I'm a hairdresser stylist by trade, master certified colorist retired. And, uh, I used to own a hair salon. So I was, uh, I've been an entrepreneur for over 17 years and because I hired a coaching consultant 17 years ago. And that's what led me to be a coaching consultant because it completely changed my life. So throughout, you know, I became a coach with the International Coaching Federation and I still love that work, 
And I used to have the coaching packages of where I would work with somebody and I still do. I would work with somebody for like six months to a year, coaching them once a week, you know, uh, once a week for an hour. Yeah. Now, because of the NLP work, timeline therapy and hypnosis, I work with people in a really short amount of time, which is about, um, I, I can do eight, I do about eight hours of work within one week. So we'll do chunks of time. We'll do like two or three hours, um, three to four days in a very short amount of time. So I can support people on having unconscious breakthroughs faster, quicker versus like six months to a year working with someone, um, Mm. working with the unconscious. So like at a conscious level, it takes at least 21 days for you to create a new behavior or a thought pattern or things like that. Yeah. When I'm working with the unconscious mind, it, it happens like in an instant. Yeah. It's so cool. I'm, I'm going through this program. Uh, you, you might be aware of it. Uh, Thinking into results with uh, it's uh, Bob Proctor's program. Okay. I know Bob Proctor. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they, they have you like slowly do it through small bites and repetition um, because the way that they explain it, which is it's basically it, what you're talking about um, is like your, your subconscious mind is what controls your body or controls your behavior, decisions, everything that you do. Right. And um, if you're consciously saying that you want to go do something or that you, you know, you should eat healthy workout and do all these things, but your subconscious mind is controlling everything that you're doing. It doesn't matter how conscious or how, how much you really want it consciously. Uh, but you need to slowly program your subconscious mind is the way they say slow. Like what you're saying, you can do it instantly, which I think is so cool. Um, yeah, slowly tr- basically brainwash yourself to, to have new, um, they call paradigms in your subconscious. Yeah. Um, well, it, all, it, it increases choices too. You know, and our brains too have a way of thinking about negatives for some reason, like, especially Mm -hmm. like the thing, the, the unconscious mind has a hard time even processing a do not. Mm. So because the do not, like, I do not want this consciously turns into, oh, wait, that's what she wants. Because the the unconscious mind acts like a six or seven-year-old little brother or sister that wants to serve you. That's what it does. So like, even like, I I like to give the example to like, it, it has a hard time processing a do not. Like, so if I say to you, do not think about a blue tree, do not think about a purple pig. Mm What do you think about? Of course. Yeah. Immediately picture the blue tree and a purple pig. Yeah. So another example I like to get. So have you ever worn like a white shirt or white pants and you're doing everything in your power to avoid spilling something on it and it happens pretty quickly? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your brain thinks you want to spill something on it. It's very, like, <laughs> do, it's not, do not. Do not. And yeah. it's like it goes with relationships or even goes with money. So a lot mm-hmm. of people have, you know, their thought pattern is when it comes to money this is something I've run into. Like, I want to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. 
and then money comes into their lives and then your unconscious mind puts you right back into debt because mm-hmm. you're focusing on like, I do not want. So, in, so you have to refocus your mind on like, I want financial abundance. I want to make a million dollars versus the, the opposite. Cause then that's when our brains do start hijacking us. It could even be in personal relationships. Like I don't want a crappy relationship or I don't want a crappy boyfriend or girlfriend. And then what are we doing? We keep attracting crappy relationships, Mm. crappy girlfriends or boyfriends. So it's like retraining and reframing your brain. So you're focusing on what you want. And that's a practice all in itself. That's good. Great advice. Uh, Great, great advice. We're going to clip that guys. My video team, that's that's worth clipping. Um, So I have questions about hypnosis. Um, I mean, I could rattle them off. Do do you need, this is like a yes or no, just so we can get through it because I'm dying to know. Does the person need to be like willing? Yes. Okay. And then the person absolutely has to be willing and your unconscious mind will only do things that are in your value system. Ooh. Okay. So like if I were to hypnotize you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and say, well, after I, I like, I go and go rob a bank, right? Yeah. Now. You, unless you're a bank robber, let's put it that way. Unless mm-hmm. that's your, that's your profession is bank robbery. You will not, you will not go rob a bank. Interesting. So I, there's all those scary movies out there. <laughs> People being controlled. <laughs> Like mind control and stuff. Yeah, not exactly yes. the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that's interesting because I, this is so weird, bringing back memories. Uh, it's like after junior prom, we had like a sleepover at my high school and they did a, a hypnosis came late at night. And I remember one of my friends who had some anger issues and he, the hypnosis, hip, hip, hypnotist got him to be angry when someone said a certain word. Oh, I wonder okay. if that's a reason why they did it because he, everyone was like telling the hypnotist that this person gets angry when uh, like pretty often he's just got some anger issues and stuff. So maybe he played into that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's exactly what that was happening. He already had it in there. And then mm-hmm. like he anchored a trigger word. That's, it's so that's cool. basically what that, what that was. And what type, so I think I think like Rob Deerdick got hypnotized for success, and he completely, completely attributes all of his success to being hypnotized, and like it was instant for him too. Mm-hmm. And it was it was it wasn't like for him just to be successful; it was for him to be aware of all the opportunities for success. I think. You know, yeah. like, could you, could you dive into that a little bit? Cause I'm so interested in this. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you have to, it also, you have to be ready, you know, consciously and, and also at the unconscious level to allow that stuff to even come into your life. I'm actually like listening to the the book, uh, think and grow rich. Oh yeah. Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill. 
Mm-hmm. And they talk about this. They, it's it's so it's like that. What was that book ri- written in like the nineteen thirties? Early, yeah, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, like early nineteen thirties. And they they were talking about the unconscious and subconscious mind, like that's what, way back then. That's what this uh, like, program I'm going through is is based off of. Like, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. So one thing is consciously and and unconsciously, you are ready to you're ready to receive, and you're ready to let go of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're let it ready to get like, let go, let go of the negative thing, uh, parts about it. And you're ready to take on all the lessons learned and then change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And then it's really then going in and focusing on that. Mm-hmm. So when a person is willing and ready to make the changes, then all the hypnosis, the timeline therapy, the NLP work, it's just, it's like, it amplifies it by tens of thousands, I think. Mm. That's cool. I think that Rob Dudek said that he had just like got kicked out of his parents' house. He was like, you know, sick of himself abusing drugs and all sort of whole mess of things that were going wrong in his life and all that kind of came to like a rock bottom, which I think is like, it's an opportunity to be willing and open for change for a lot of people. Um, so I wonder if that's why it worked so well when he went and did it. Um, because I would like, that's what I also wonder is like, I find like sometimes I get really comfortable with where I'm at, you know, and that motivation uh, just like, that drive when you like need to make the money or you need to do a certain thing, like obviously you're more motivated to do it then, but like, how do you keep that drive or like harness that um, so that you can do it all the time? Like I, I, I have an example. I sell to my employees. I was like, listen, guys, if we had to make a hundred thousand dollars before this weekend, or we all went to jail for 20 years, you think we'd figure out a way to do it? We probably would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, so what is stopping us right now? You know? Yeah. Well, that well, here's, I mean, one of the things too, if statistically 90% of the population lives inside of their comfort zone. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's which to me is astounding. I'm like 90%. That sounds like a lot. It's it is a lot. Yeah. But you know, well, I mean, if if you really want to hear some jargony words, like if I was working with you and you wanted to create a new habit where you were having consistency on a daily basis and creating some new habits, I would do something that's called a swish pattern. Okay. What's that? A swish pattern. It like it supports behavioral change. Okay. You know, so it would be like. Okay. I can give you an example of myself. All right. So when somebody, when someone used to cut me off, like I would get so triggered and all of a sudden I would like shut down. I would like get really like, that was my, that was my behavior. Yeah. Like my pattern. So I would shut down. I wouldn't talk to them or either that I cut their head off or I'd like, I would leave because I'd get my behavior was I would get upset. Well, I wanted to change my behavior to when someone interrupted me, I just went with the flow. I went with the flow. I was easygoing about it. I was playful about it. Didn't make it a big deal. 
And I can tell, like, it's been over a year since I had that, that on me personally. And to this day, I, um, I still, I just don't, I just, I just let it go. I'm just like, oh, and then normally what's going to happen is the person, you know, we go back to what I was talking about. So I was able to change my pattern or the, you know, my automatic by that. Um, another, uh, one of my students that graduated from my coaching academy to get, so I, I train people. Um, I have a certification program through my, um, power and joy coaching academy. So one of my students works with somebody that does, I mean, this guy does minimum $40,000 a year, a a month in sales. Mm -hmm. And she, she, her exact words are the swish pattern is like magic. It's like a magic, it's like a magic tool. It's not like we're waving a magic wand. I mean, it's like a, it's a, it feels like uh, that. it's a 15 minute process. You know, I'd have to like, walk, you know, do it, ask you some questions, walk you through it. Um, but it does change behavioral patterns in like 10, 15 minutes with somebody. So if you want to like wake up and make your bed every day, something like that. If you're fine that you're always playing video games, but you know you should be working on a project, mm-hmm. it would be really good for that. Um, there's other, there's some, you know, some other techniques where if you don't want to ever eat, like I can never drink. I I don't even like saying the word diet Coke ever again. <laughs> like there's another, there's other techniques where you could support people on like never wanting to eat something ever again if they find themselves eating potato chips way too much. Hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of, lots of really cool techniques, tools uh, within all of it versus, you know, versus like the communication and language patterns. I mean, a lot of like politicians know, do no NLP work. Mm. Um, I have actually shown, uh, some video clips to my students after they graduate They're like on graduation day of Tony Robbins being on like the Dr. Oz show, Mm -hmm. um, and how he's working with, um, women in the audience, um, the shows I've watched for women, but anyway, yeah. And I, I, after it's all over, I was like, did you guys realize that you have learned everything that he just did on stage? So cool. So it's pretty cool. And you, you teach NLP? Yeah. So I, I yeah. certify people in four different uh, modalities. Um, NLP practitioner, NLP coach, um, timeline therapy, and then hypnosis. So not only do you, are you a master of all this stuff, you teach people how to yep. do it. I'm a, I'm a trainer and a, I'm a licensed trainer and a teacher. Wow. So I have a first level seven day um, uh, practitioner course for the four levels. And then I have a master's course, which is, that's more of like a two week intensive course where people can then get their master's certifications. Mm. I, that's, I love this work so much. I'm so passionate about it. I was like, I, I want to learn to teach this stuff. So I spent months, um, studying and getting my certifications so that I can launch my own coaching Academy. Mm. Yeah. I believe this work is like game changing. It is. It is. Um, I, I, don't, I don't mean to steer it off subject, but I'm just like, 
I have so many questions about this stuff. I've been so yes. interested in, in a long time for a long time. And every book I pick up on it isn't good enough or it isn't like intriguing enough for, for me to keep reading or listening to for some reason. It's probably a me thing, not the book, but I'm blaming uh-huh. the book. But um, having a conversation with you is really cool. NLP, people use this in uh, sales too, no? Yes. Can you elaborate on that or how it could be helpful in sales? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually just gave you a taste of it at the beginning of when you asked if I could go through it with you. Yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of some of the taste of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it with the sales, again, it's it's really first and foremost, you know, I, I teach people how to build rapport mm-hmm. with somebody else. So when you're building rapport, you know, the person's really trusting you, you're in sync with them. Um one of those things like teaching people, like learning how to, you know, elicit somebody's strategy on how they buy things. Ooh, um, okay, cool. But it's all coming from, you know, for me, it's all coming from service. It's all coming from service. Right. You yeah. want to help them. Yeah. I want to, I want to help them and I want to support them. Right. You know, I mean, there has, you know, unfortunately there's been some bad raps out there where some people are like, Oh, NLP, it's just a, it's a manipulation tool. You're trying to trick them into buying. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. no, no, they're actually my practice and the people that I surround myself with were, we're using the techniques to support others on how leading their best life ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're doing it in sales, it really is just about, you know, when you're opening, asking like open-ended questions, like, Hey, where are you at? What's your biggest frustration? You know, what do you want your life to look like? So it's like, you're, you're opening it up. You're starting to get a feel for what the person's challenges are ultimately. So you can, you can, you can get, you can solve all their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just recorded a, like a TikTok on this is like, I used to suck at selling because I would just be like, it'd hop on a phone, a phone call with me. And I'd be like, all right, well you get this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this is how much it costs. Do you want to sign up? And they'd be like, no, <laughs> you know, like every time they're like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and or like, I would just present what I was, what I had to offer. And now what I do is I just ask questions to see if I can solve their problem or if they have a problem in the first place that I can solve. Um, And a lot of times I find that like people will get referred to me and I'm not the best solution to solve their problem. And I can Mm -hmm. refer them to someone else who is the best solution. And I'd much rather to do that than try to trick someone into giving me money and giving them a service they don't need. Cause they're just going to be unhappy and tell yeah. people how much I suck, you know? Yep. Um, but like, I think someone gave an example of like, if you were selling a chair, how would you do it? And um, it's like in front of, this is like a sales training and salespeople would go up. Oh, it's like, Oh, this is a beautiful chair. That's really comfortable and has all these features and stuff like that. And he's like, no, I don't want to buy it. And um, another person would come up and try and try and try and he didn't realize that if you just ask, hey, why do you need a chair in the first place? They're like, oh, my, my ex-wife uh, is taking everything, every, half of everything I have. 
and I need two chairs to give her half of it. And I need the most uncomfortable chair that you can give me so that I can go and give it to my wife. But they're trying to sell how amazing this chair is when, you know, but not, I don't know how good of an example is that is, but it's sexy. No, it's, it is. No, I, it's a great example. Cause it's just, again, you're, you, I heard you say like, you're going back to what's the problem. What are they actually looking for? And then how are you going to help them solve that problem? That's, that's really, that's what a lot of it is about in sales. Mm. And then I like what you said. If you don't see that you're a right fit for somebody, you have a referral source. I will tell someone if I don't think they're a right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Like important. if somebody's coming to me and they're like, and I'm having the biggest challenge with marketing and social media, I will be like, I have a referral I can give you because that's not my wheelhouse. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, awesome. So where can people go follow you? Because I think that I want to go follow you. I don't know why. I'll follow you right now because this is so cool. Um, so I'm on uh, my professional um, Instagram and Facebook pages are um, Coach Bridget Sobis. So B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E-S-O-B as in boy, U-S. And LinkedIn, I'm Bridget Sobis. B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E-S-O-B-U-S. My website's BridgetSobis.com. And I'm so excited because my brand new website is being launched. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I've been working on this. I've been working on a whole new brand branding for my company. It's getting so close. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. To being complete. Very cool. Yeah. You have got to put up like these like one minute tips and tricks and stuff. I'm telling you, do some reels. I will be dying to see. Yeah, I, I'm working on that. Uh, yeah, I know it takes a lot of time and effort. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the things. But I also, you know, I have, mm-hmm. um, I sent you um, a link to one of my free gifts. Oh, cool. Um, Um, Yeah. Let's link that up. Yeah. So my free gift is, um, yeah, it's uh, in the email that you're, that I gave your assistant. It's uh, my ebook called, uh, 10 ways to live your highest and best self. Awesome. We are going to link that up in the show. Yeah. And then when you download my free ebook, um, then I also, you know, I have, I have, um, email, emailing, you'd be in my, in my database. And then I send, um, my database and nurture them with tips and you know other emails and all the things cool what if someone's listening to this and they want to work with you they're like i I just like love everything you have to say i need this help i want to get an instant fix right now you know Uh like how do they what's the best way to get in touch with you um you can email me at bridget at bridgetsobis.com b-r-i-g-e-t-t-e at B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E-S-O-B-U-S.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, email me and I will I will get right back to you as soon as possible. I do complimentary one hour um, power and joy breakthrough strategy sessions. So where I'm really discovering what you want to get out of the, the session, what's been getting in your way and what you can start doing about it. Awesome. So. Really cool. Yeah. Um, well, I hope that everyone listening, like, I will, I think <laughs> this is stuff's really, really cool. I'm probably going to reach out to you too after this because this is awesome. So Please do. I look forward to it. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, normally I like get into like, you know, your story and all this stuff, but I had so many questions about what you do that I just like skipped over all that type of stuff. <laughs> but there's a few questions that I do ask every guest and it may not tie into the rest of our conversation today, yeah. but I do want to ask them just to honor my uh, format of my show. So one of them is, is uh, if you had to tell someone or tell everyone that like, or what's one book you think everyone should read? Just everyone needs to one read one book. Just one. Like, what is what's the one book? Oh, geez, one book. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a book that I I recommend to most my my clients. Actually, I recommend it to all my clients. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Uh, where's my pen? The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It really talks a lot about how our unconscious mind works and how we're su- we self-sabotage. Ooh. Yeah. That it is, is um, an amazing book. I have every single one of my clients. I have tell my students to read it. It's a phenomenal book. That was the one I had to pick. That's awesome. Where's my pen? I want to write it out. I'm going to put it in my, in my phone just so I don't forget about it. Okay. Um, see, do they have an audio book of it, you think? Uh, I think, yeah, they do have an audio book because one of my clients listen, listens to, listen to it on audio. That's how I am. I just. I usually read Think and Grow Rich is the, one of the first audio books I'm listening to. Oh, that's one of the ones you should read, read. Actually, that's like... I might do it opposite, but you know, it's so yeah. funny. I That book has been on my list of books to read. So good. And I just finished reading another book that I tore through mm-hmm. uh, called Expert Secrets. Oh, by uh, Russell Brunson? Uh-huh. I just tore that's through good. that book in like two weeks. It's and re- like in that book, this guy, I don't know if it was Russell or it was another one of his co-authors, was telling a story about how like he was always recommended to read that book mm-hmm. and like it kept sitting on a shelf. And then a year later he'd go to another seminar and someone would say it. And then he was like, and then I finally got the audio and I was like, I'm just going to get the audio. Just and I it. started listening to it over the weekend. This is <laughs> cool. after four. Yes. That's yeah. the book. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. it. Highly um, did, yeah. So I'm so happy. How far are you into the, into the thinking girl rich? I'm on chapter four. Auto suggestion. Yeah. Right. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. It ties right into your work too. Big time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this stuff. Yeah. It's perfect. So. Um, it, it gets crazier. Like towards the end of the book, it's really, really interesting. Um, I think one of the chapters like uh, talks about the transmutation of sexual energy, which is really, oh, really interesting. Okay. Um, and how that's like our number one desire in the world as humans. And so if we can take that uh, desire and transfer it to something else, it's more useful. He's, he really talks about like men and stuff uh, a lot um, and how they have to like, how they chase women and things like this. Um, but really, really just like, I mean, I read it when I was like 21 years old. It was like okay. really eye opening. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is pretty wild. Um, and it t- talks about like why a lot of men aren't successful until their late forties when their sexual drive has decreased. Okay. It's like that. It's really, really interesting, but, um, mastermind groups, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, I really like that book. I-, I try to read it once a year if I can. Oh, nice. so it's one of those books. Right. Um, then 
one more, two more questions I have. Okay. One is, um, do you have like a regret? I think that like um, people learn in two different ways. Like you can learn, um, you know, l- learning like all the right things to do mm-hmm. and then learning all the things that you shouldn't do or yeah. all the things that not only you shouldn't do, you should just go and do the opposite. So I like to bring up regrets in, yeah. in this and it allows people to get a little bit vulnerable and, and be real mm. with the audience. So if you had like your biggest regret that you had in your life, what would it be? Um, and, and if you don't want to share it too, that's completely no, no, fine. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm writing books on this stuff. Cool. Um, you know, if I really had to, okay. So regret. Okay. I got my lessons learned. Let's even put it this way. If someone were to ask me for my advice, what would, what would I tell them to do? So I I shared with you, you know, in 2010, I went through a very devastating divorce. It was nasty. And, you know, I owned a very successful salon during that time. It was award-winning. I was a salon today, top 200 winner for 13 years in a row um, in Chicago. And after my divorce was over, I found myself in $1.3 million of debt, personal debt, Um, because of, because of things I had no idea what was happening behind my back. You know, like I was running, bless my, bless my ex-husband's soul. He's passed on now. Okay. But like, I, you know, I made a lot of peace with him. I forgave him, but like I was running the salon and he was running um, the properties that we owned. And I didn't know that bills weren't getting paid. Let's put it that way. Okay. So anyway, long story short, after I found out, you know, after I finally, I I just took on all the debt to get out of the divorce. I was like, I will take it on. Like, I just need to be legally away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was in $1.3 million of debt and I was so afraid. And I kept getting all this advice to uh, go into bankruptcy. So like, you need to file bankruptcy. You need to file bankruptcy. And I was like, if I file bankruptcy, I may be, I'm going to be at risk of losing my business because mm-hmm. they will seize it because it's an asset. Right. So after meeting with several attorneys and, you know, f- my parent, my parents and some close mentors, I just, dis- I made the decision to file. And then I made the decision to buy my own business back and negotiate with the trustee for wow. a very hefty amount of money. So the one thing about hair salons is they c- even though they bring, I mean, my salon was, you know, probably was producing around a million dollars a year at that point. Nice. You know, and um, again, award-winning, had a track record, you know, financials were good. And my, and I had to, I, w- I basically had to negotiate and I was, I had to buy my own business back for like $75,000 within like one year. Wow. And it was, I just, I decided to do it. So if I had one regret, it would be that I wouldn't have bought my business back. I would have let it go. Hmm. I would have let it go. There's two two reasons. Okay. Yeah. First and foremost, I could just let it go and go. I could have just opened up another one for the same amount of money without, without all the, the headache. Yeah. It would have been a lot easier transition. Ego completely got in my way. Back mm-hmm. then, I was so ego driven. No one, I'm not gonna let. I'm not losing my biz, my hard earned business to bankruptcy. It was so ego driven. Yeah, so I would have let go of my ego. I would have uh, let it go. Um, and truth be told, uh, I think that you. 
I think it's very important to listen to the universe. The universe, whatever your universe means, it can mean God or whatever religion is, whatever that is for you, listen to what the universe is telling you. Because I ultimately believe the universe was giving me a big kick in the ass to be like, you know what, you're ready to move on from this salon, owning a hair salon and just focus on coaching and consulting work. Interesting. So, I I mean, within one year of my life, I filed bankruptcy. I got breast cancer and I like broke off a five-year relationship. I was dating dating somebody within one year. Like who does that? (laughs) That's tough. That's it. That's heavy. I mean, like I would probably say that would be my biggest. It was a huge learning lesson. I learned a lot. You know, I've, I've reinvented my life since then. Um, and actually on my second round of kicking cancer's ass, I was uh, re-diagnosed oh, no. with uh, breast cancer in January and uh, I'm in the middle of chemo and I still have my hair cause I'm cold capping, but I will tell you out of all that mindset work and all the lessons I've learned, I am navigating through this. I don't even want to say the C word anymore. Yeah. I'm navigating it. Like it's just, I'm just healing my body. And I'm building my, you know, building my business and I'm building a life I love and I'm helping other people do it. So as much as that was a regret, it was still a huge learning lesson. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. Like, this is really, really awesome. Um, and you're just going to go kick, kick its ass again anyway. So yeah, I'm um, not. Yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm already like yeah. relating to my body is healed. Mm hmm. You know, know, I think I was on a call last night and um, my mentor was telling me, if you're in a state of chaos, be thankful because the next thing that's coming is order. Mm -hmm. You know, just like in a constant state of like vibration up and downs and stuff like that. So if you're in the chaos, next thing coming is order. And um, I think like when whenever something like has been like really gone wrong in my like i mean like what i picture is like really going wrong in my life is um when i'm holding on to something i probably shouldn't mm-hmm. like for me it was like even like turning 18 years old and like going to college and not being a, a little kid who's not responsible for anything anymore you know uh was one thing um and yeah, it, it just turned out really bad. It started like doing drugs and doing bad things, you know, uh, because of that. Um, and yeah, it's interesting. You got to listen to the, listen to the universe. Mm-hmm. It's giving you nudges. I'm sure it really does <laughs> until you you keep telling it no, and then it smacks <laughs> you in the face, right? <laughs> That's cool. Um, and then. The the last question that I have, uh, and then I'll let you get out of here because I want to respect your time and mine as well, is um, if you could go back in time, it sort of relates to the last question, but it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be regret, right? Okay. You can go back in time to any age, right? Oh. And you get to say three sentences, but only three sen- three sentences and not like... Oh, I would say this, and this is what it kind of means. No, you only get three sentences to say to yourself. What age would you go back to? 
what would you say? What would the three sentences be? And then I always let the guests choose if they want to say why, or if they just want to let those three sentences just sit. Okay, let's think. All right, if I would go back to any age, well, it'd probably be in my, oh, let's think. I'm going to give you a second to think, but I have a quick question. Do you know John Amico by any chance in Chicago? Oh, a hairdresser? I mean, I'm not, I don't know him, but I know the name. Yeah, that's one of my clients, actually. Oh, nice. That's awesome. He's been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, before I even went to beauty school, that was a long time ago. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just, like, when you said you, you're in Chicago, I'm like, she's got to know John Amico. So. Um, I would say I would probably go back to, well, my early 40s, for sure. Mm-hmm even though I am in my early forties, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably go back to like probably 42, 41. Okay. Maybe earlier, but anyway, I would say, I would tell that person, I would say, let go of the people pleaser. Okay. Um, own your power. Um, and I would say it's time to end those toxic relationships that you've been in. Cause there's others that are, that you're going to, you're going to attract. Once you cut that cord, you're going to attract the most amazing people you could ever surround yourself with. Mm. Yeah. Boundaries. So I would say it's time to put down the healthy boundaries. So you take care of you. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so happy that you came on. This is so cool. My pleasure. Um, and we'll definitely have a talk offline um, because this is, yeah, so interesting what you do. And I think it can be so powerful for everyone. Um, hopefully you don't get too busy because you're going to get a whole, <laughs> all these people listening are going to want to call you. I, I, you know, time mm-hmm. is just, time is made up. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, we make up time and we we time expands when we do what we love and I absolutely do what I love. Mm. I would do it for free, but I mean I'm not going to. But no. that's how much I'm. I think people. Uh, yeah, I think I believe people I have do. to pay. I what just like I I believe that people have to pay because they don't value things if they don't pay for them. Exactly. Um, Got to have skin in the game. Yeah. Exactly. Um, speaking of paying, I don't really sell anything to you guys, listeners, right? Um, I say this at the end of every episode. So if you guys make it to the end of this ep- end of these episodes, you've heard me say this a bunch of times. Um, could you please uh, go and share this as your payment, right? There's someone who needs to hear this episode. This is going to be life changing for someone. I mean, I can't tell you how many books or podcasts episodes completely changed my life for the better especially when like I had no money to go and pay for coaching or any other type of thing, but I listened to podcasts and I read books. So I'd love for you to take this time to go share this out and please, please write a review so we can get up on the rankings and I can get more awesome people like Bridget here. And uh, yeah, Bridget. And thank you so much for listening. It it means the world to me, especially if you made it this far in the episode. Thank you so much. And uh, Bridget, thank you so much for being on the episode. My pleasure. Oh, I have to get you back on. Um, I will anytime. Yeah. You just let me know. You got it. Until next guy, next time, guys. Peace.
All righty, guys. Um, welcome to the Keaton Nelson.